Hello, and thanks for listening to This is Yoga Therapy. I'm your host, Michelle Lawrence. This podcast is a venue for sharing topics in the field of yoga therapy today. Whether you're a yoga teacher, yoga therapist, healthcare provider, or individual with curiosity, this is the place to learn about the latest ideas, personal healing stories, research, and work that is cutting edge and making a difference. While you're here, expect to expand your knowledge on the emerging field that is yoga therapy. In today's episode, I had the opportunity to speak with Marsha Banks-Harold. Marsha is a certified yoga therapist, a trauma-sensitive yoga facilitator, a yoga teacher, and owner of Pies Fitness Yoga Studio. She is an intuitive healer called to empower clients to fortify one strength of awesomeness, to learn to rely on one's authentic self, and to cultivate everlasting physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual peace. So there's the pies. Marsha is the creator of the flagship yoga class, My Body Don't Bend That Way, designed for clients who don't believe they are flexible enough for yoga, who are afraid to get onto the floor, who are living with physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual pains, or those who have restricted range of motion. She thrives in creating a supportive, inclusive, diverse, adaptive, and accessible yoga and yoga therapy experience for all. It's such a pleasure to meet you today, Marsha, and I know there's a lot more to you than what I just captured here, so let's dig into some of that. Awesome. Thank you for having me. So, Marsha, on your website, you share that a transformation occurred during your initial 200-hour yoga teacher training program, which fortified you in your quest to continue to share the powerful transforming benefits of balancing one's life physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, there's the PIES acronym. So my first question is two-part, really. Can you share with our listeners more about that transformation? Because I think there's probably a story there. And can you also tell us more about PIES, what you offer and who you serve? Sure. Thank you so much. Yes, I am an electrical engineer during the day, and I didn't realize how stressed out and imbalanced I was in my life. I climbed the corporate ladder fairly quickly in my engineering job. Once I got there the first day, I figured out, What did I need to do in order to become a manager and eventually to enter the executive leadership team? And when I found yoga, it was at a time in my life where I realized that while I was in the best physical shape of my life, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually, and not just the pun here, I was imbalanced. I didn't know how to not answer emails in three minutes. I didn't know how not to sleep with my Blackberry, which dates me. I get it. So I needed yoga because it allowed me to uncover my authentic self in a very competitive world as a black woman in engineering. There was a lot of instances in which I felt that I didn't belong in the groups that I was a part of in my engineering job. And so I went away for a week to Williamsburg, Virginia, and I met this amazing yoga teacher And it was the first time I had ever experienced Shavasana. And I cried profoundly, honestly, because I didn't realize how imbalanced I was. And I needed a safe space. 
in order to deal with the trauma that I was experiencing in the workplace, as well as the trauma of being a Black woman. So that's my story. The transformation allowed me to uncover this authentic Marsha that you see today, the one that's able to serve others. What a great story. And it's so interesting to me because my background, even though we haven't met before, is a little bit similar. I, too, was very much a corporate person, had an MBA, was climbing the corporate ladder, and was introduced to yoga, fortunately, at my workplace. And I feel super grateful for that. I worked in the technology sector back in the late 90s, and they were so progressive at that time to offer yoga there at the campus at the workplace. And I stepped into yoga because I was super stressed out, right? And I wasn't looking for physical fitness either because I was very active and in good shape at the time, but was just looking to like deal with the emotional and stress side of things. So it's really cool to get to know you and to share that little bit of similarity in our background and introduction to yoga because that was really the transformational thing that happened to me too that changed kind of the whole trajectory of my life and my career after that. Yeah. Most definitely. You're absolutely right. It did change my career. It, it changed how I showed up in the office and it allowed me to have a very, a much more productive career as an electrical engineer and also as a yogi. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's great. So tell us a little bit more about pies. How did you come up with the acronym or the program? And then what are your offerings and who do you serve? Sure. So PIES actually came to me during my first experience in Shavasana. When I was lying there with a cool cloth over my eyes, it was a hot yoga class, the first one that I took. And it was lavender essential oils on that cloth. I received for me, which was a spiritual message about needing to be balanced in my own life, physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. And so after class, I wrote it down. I really didn't know what I would do with it, but I knew it was something that would mean something later in life. That's kind of been the story of my life. And so I joined the yoga teacher training program. Once I became certified, I started visiting other yoga studios in the area. And to be frank with you, I didn't feel welcomed. I didn't feel supported when I entered these spaces. And having experienced that in my electrical engineering job, in my career, I said, no, this can't be happening. The first studio that I went to was so welcoming, so encouraging that when I came back to Alexandria, Virginia, I was so shocked that it didn't have the same feel. And so I decided to open up my own studio, you know, being a trailblazer, being the first person to go to college in my family, I decided this was yet another opportunity where I would have to create an environment, a safe environment where all beings would be accepted and welcomed. And so actually, I pulled into a parking lot one day, I saw a for rent sign, I called the number, and that was it. I opened Pies Fitness Yoga Studio, a place where people that are trailblazers like myself, professionals, engineers, lawyers, people that are overachievers, find themselves drawn to my space. And then also people that have had lives like mine, marginalized communities, people of color, people with disabilities people of different sizes, body positivity is really important. 
And so at Pies, you'll find this kind of welcoming environment where regardless of what size you are, what color you are, what profession you hold, what your gender preference is, everyone just kind of hangs out, even during Zoom times. So that's why I created Pies. It's a very special place, a place where every being is accepted just as you are. You can wear what you want. You can come in. You can laugh during class. You can have fun. This is a space to let down your hair and be who you are, your authentic self. That sounds awesome and so needed and so refreshing to hear. And thank you for being a trailblazer and stepping into that and making that available in your community. So let's, yeah, so let's talk some more specifics about what you're offering there. I noticed you serve a variety of clientele with special needs like Down syndrome and autism spectrum disorder, and also folks with special conditions like physical and mobility impairments. So can you share with us more about this work? And do you offer group classes for these populations or special programs, privates, or all of the above? And then again, like how have your programs evolved during COVID? Give us a little bit of a timeline too. So when did you open Pies? And then like how long was that running before things have shifted for you? Most definitely. So I'm fortunate to have opened my studio in 2010. Um, January, actually. And so for me, the first clients that I had taught were people that had hip replacements, knee replacements, completely different than the training that I had received as a hot yoga teacher. And so the clients that I see, those were my first clients. So fast forward, every client that pretty much showed up at my studio continued to show up with emotional challenges career, work-life balance challenges. So I've been serving yoga therapy clients from the beginning. In January of 2010, that's when I first opened a physical location. But it's been happening for a long time. I offer private sessions. I offer group sessions as well. My clients really love the feel of our group sessions. As a yoga therapist, we have an intake process. So each client is familiar with sharing what's happening in their life when they come into our classes. They also are able to tell us what's happening, whether it's physically, intellectually, emotionally, or spiritually what's happening. And then I develop a customized program for them. I took in two children uh, about 12 years ago that didn't have anywhere to live, and they had special needs, executive functioning disorder. They had some sexual trauma as well. And so my work with the special needs community is really based on my experience of being a legal guardian to these two children and my gifted biological children. So at PIES, I work one-on-one with clients with special needs and group as well. I partner with nonprofit organizations where before COVID, we would actually go in on site and provide services. Now we offer it via Zoom. So twice a week now, I have clients from the special needs community that log on to Zoom, and we have a really grand time together. It's people in wheelchairs, people with physical disabilities, mental disabilities, everyone, and we just have a blast. So I see professionals also that are struggling with work-life balance. Yeah, that's such good work. And now you're training other people to be yoga therapists as well. Do you want to tell us a little bit about when that came about and how that's going? 
Sure. So I started my first cohort in January of 2020. So we're just ending the 10-month program this month. So how exciting is that? I really love certifying yoga teachers and yoga therapists. This work is so personal for me. It changed my life. I also work with cancer survivors. Both of my parents are cancer survivors. So really being able to serve such unique communities allows me to just show up as who I am, and I love it. My yoga therapy training program is really kind of the icing on the cake for me. It took a long time to put the curriculum together. It definitely allowed me to use my tools of resiliency and believing in myself and using pranayama, breath work, to just kind of regroup in order to get accredited. But I love it. And we'll be kicking off another training program starting in January. So I'm really loving being the director of the yoga therapy program that I oversee. And so you do all that and you're still doing some electrical engineering. That is so incredible to me. And you, yeah, I I don't know how you do it all, but it just kind of shows the dedication and I think willingness to serve and to share what you have to offer to embrace all that. Yeah, most definitely. That's where yoga helped me mostly. When I came to my first yoga class, I was a mess. Like I had no boundaries and yoga really helped me to honor the boundaries of my life, to accept myself for who I am and where I am. And so once I started practicing yoga, the present moment concept was exactly what I needed. So when I'm working as an electrical engineer, I'm working as an electrical engineer. When I'm serving as a yoga therapist, then I'm able to serve. And the other facets of my life as well, being a mother to four sons, a wife of 28 years. So yoga really literally saved my life because it taught me the value of being in the present moment that you're in. And with that, it mitigates the stress. So that's who I am. Mm -hmm. Wow. So let's talk about access to yoga therapy a little bit next. It sounds like you're already bringing yoga therapy to a lot of different populations that don't typically have access, right? And I also feel like the pricing piece of it, right? The affordability of yoga therapy and breaking down barriers to that is a key to access as well. And so I noticed on your website that you offer holistic yoga therapy pricing. So lots of different options and packages at different price points. Do you find that this makes yoga therapy services more accessible? What else do you think we can do across the industry to break down barriers and make yoga therapy more accessible? I have some ideas about this too. I imagine a lot of people do as well. You know, on the one hand, I fully want to support yoga therapists making yoga therapy a professional career and at the same time want to see those who need to get access to the yoga therapy be able to get the access, right? So what are your thoughts about that and how has that shown up for you? Yes, um, that's a great question. Honestly, in many cases, I was the only person of color, the only black woman in many spaces that I entered And that's still the case today in a lot of studios that I have the opportunity to visit. I think there's a global issue with increasing the number of BIPOC yoga therapists, yoga teachers, directors of training programs, 
and just people that want to have access to yoga. You mentioned the prices on my webpage. Intentionally, I set my prices to be accessible. But what I found is even at that rate, there are many people that pre-COVID would come in with plastic bags of coins they've saved in order to be able to afford one class. And there are many times when I've been working with a special needs family and the family can only afford to come one time or a couple times. And so the disparities in yoga therapy and healthcare and yoga and yoga therapy is definitely still a major concern. And so my thought process is this, that we need to come together as a community the yoga therapy community, the yoga community, the world, in order to support these marginalized communities, people who don't have access. My dream is to have a fund established where people can actually choose where they want to go. If they want to get certified at a particular school, allow there to be a global fund so that people can go into training programs where diversity is already on the top of the list. Um, I hear, unfortunately, so many situations where people are granted scholarships into programs, and then there's trauma in those programs because the same lack of welcoming environment is still there. And if the programs have not adjusted, then now we have yet another issue, another level of trauma. So my recommendation is to collectively come together to create a fund so that every being, I when I have to turn people away that are homeless, that want access to yoga, cancer survivors, there are very few. I teach at a hospital locally, and I've been teaching several years now. I've seen one Black woman and one Black male. That's it. In the years that I've been teaching, And so my second recommendation is to create programs that are specifically designed to attract and welcome people of color in areas that are accessible, not just financially, but also location. And even with Zoom, some of my clients can't afford computers. They have cell phones that are outdated. So the fund needs to be able to have the resources to bring in the actual technology that's necessary so that people of all colors, of all races, religion, all of the beings that are out here can have access to this amazing practice called yoga and yoga therapy. Wow, I have such a similar vision. I'm just so excited that we met today and are having this conversation because I think it's going to prompt some more discussion and dialogue that we can share together over time. And yeah, it for me personally, as the director of a yoga therapy program, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years now, or maybe longer. And it's great to train yoga therapists. And that's kind of where I started and to expose yoga teachers to the teachings of yoga therapy. But it's more important to me to know that those yoga therapists are out there in the world serving and providing access to the healing side of yoga, right? And it's about spreading that healing. And if we are just in the business of training yoga therapists 
and not in the business of breaking down the barriers and access. And if we're not making the yoga therapy trainings accessible either, and to your point about like even triggering or traumatizing during the process, then there's, there's work to do there. And I think there's a lot of work to do there, but I'm also really excited about the possibility. So I look forward to talking with you more about that. Yes, I'm super excited about that. Mm -hmm. So I didn't ask you this question about being black and being a yoga therapist because you talked about it a little bit in the accessibility piece, but do you feel like there's more to say about that? I do. In fact, um, I can tell you that being a black woman yoga therapist has come with challenges. It comes with challenges where people walk into my yoga studio and they're shocked that I am the owner. They're shocked that I'm a yoga therapist. I'm also in the yoga therapy world. I've had conversations where people have actually felt and communicated to me that they didn't feel I had what it took in order to develop my own yoga therapy training program. And so being a black woman definitely requires resiliency. And definitely that's why I create programs to support people that are interested in being yoga therapists. Just this week, I received a call from a young lady and she's like, when I found out that you were a black woman and you're a yoga therapist, I want to be just like you. I want to be a yoga therapist also and just knowing that it's possible. So that's one of the important, that's like the best thing, right? Being able to hold your life out there so that everyone can benefit from it. It's really not about me, but there are people out there who've never seen black yoga therapists before and they want to have someone that looks like them that can hold space without the trauma that's sometimes associated with being a black woman. So I love yoga therapy. It's been so great to me, so awesome. But there have been some trying times, and I'm grateful for the sutras because they remind me many paths, one path, many paths, one solution. I'm super excited about that. Mm -hmm. So finally, and I like to ask this question, each of our guests, In our training programs at Inner Peace Yoga Therapy, we teach our students who are studying to become yoga therapists that one of the key pillars of doing the work of a yoga therapist is to first have your own steady daily sadhana or spiritual practice. And this sets the foundation and comes before holding space and doing any work with others. So I'm curious, can you tell us what your daily sadhana or practice looks like, whether it's something you do stand alone or that you integrate throughout your day at different points? You've already talked about really being in the present moment, right, which is a practice and the result of a practice too. So I'd love to hear more from you on that, what that might look like for you. Sure. Well, my practice starts before I even get out of the bed. So when When I open my eyes and I realize that I've been blessed to even be alive, then it starts with a moment of gratitude. And so before I lower my feet to the floor, I just close my eyes and just offer up a a feeling of gratitude that the universe or God allowed me yet another opportunity to serve myself first because self-study is important. And then I take a moment to actually look at my life to look at who I am and how very grateful I am to have had the opportunity 
to rest the night before and to awaken the next morning. And with that self-study, I figure out what's my purpose for today? What self-care do I need? Whether it's a walk outside, sometimes it's sitting in a meditative state just for a couple moments to center myself, to prepare myself for the day, for my family. And sometimes it's a, a practice, you know, sometimes it's the asana piece of a gentle vinyasa or maybe sometimes a little bit more powerful vinyasa. So I actually use yoga therapy on myself. I do my own intake. Marsha, what do you need today? What can I offer you that will allow you to be the best you? And then I shift externally. Who can I serve today? Who can I mentor? Who can I coach? Who can I just hold space for? And that's that's what my spiritual practice looks like. I forgot to tell you that I also have faith. You know, I am an officer in my church. And so for me, there's prayer in there as well. So the integration of all of that together just allows me to go about my day. Throughout the day, I check in with myself and go through that same process again. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Marsha. It's really been a joy to meet you and have this first of, I hope, many conversations with you. And I want to point our listeners to find out more information about you. You can read more about Marsha and what she's doing at Pies at piesfitnessyoga.com. Thanks so much. Thank you. This has been a production of Inner Peace Yoga Therapy. To learn more about us, visit innerpeaceyogatherapy.com. And by the way, the music that you're hearing today is from the John Stickley Trio.